0: This is The Rooted Podcast, a conversation about the Christian worldview and its implications for every part of life. The Rooted Podcast is hosted by Steve Royce and Brady Johnson. Together, they have over two decades of experience in the business and tech industries and share a desire to help others filter all of life through the Christian faith.
1: Hi, and thanks for listening to The Rooted Podcast.
2: I'm Steve. And I'm Brady. And on this episode, we're going to be taking a look at some common barriers to sharing our faith and how to overcome them. This is the first part of a multi-part topic, and we're excited to dive in with you. Also, we're officially syndicated now on Google Podcasts and iTunes. So if you'd be so kind to take just a few moments, uh, leave us a rating and a review, and let us know how we're doing. It definitely helps out a lot. Yeah, cool. So, in our last episode... Uh, we mentioned a few studies, uh, but there's one specifically we want to look a little bit more closely at to kind of kick off our discussion. See if you want to tell us a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So according to this study, and this is one of the same ones that we linked to in the show notes last week, but uh, taking a little bit more in-depth look at some of the numbers, uh, what we found, is, what what you find when you read the study is that there were 96% of respondents agreed with the statement that you know part of my faith means being a witness about jesus which is good uh and they also high almost exclusively like 94 percent agreed that the best thing that could ever happen to someone is for them to come to know jesus it's also good and there was about 86% of respondents agreed with the statement that when someone raises questions about faith, they said that, you know, I know how to respond. I know what to do. I know where to take that conversation.
2: Sounds pretty good. I think we would agree.
1: Yeah. I mean, so far, there's not any real red flags there. Right. But, and that would be awesome if that was, you know, the whole study, unfortunately uh, it wasn't. And so where it gets weird and takes sort of a a a sideways turn here is in the same study, there was a couple other statements. Um, One is it is wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in the hopes that they will one day share the same faith, which, you know, that's what we would call evangelism. That's like textbook evangelism, right? You're not a Christian and I'm telling you this because I hope that someday you will be. Well, 47% of the same respondents agreed with that statement. They said that it is, it is wrong to share your personal beliefs with someone uh, who believes differently than you. So almost half of, of the, the folks who answered the study said it's wrong, to, it's wrong to try and convert people. And then to top it all off, they also had a different statement that says, if someone disagrees with you, it means that they're judging you. And 40% of the respondents agreed with that. So there's this huge disconnect here, right? Because on the one hand, you have a whole bunch of people who are saying, yeah, it's absolutely important to share my faith. I believe it's, it's part of being a Christian. And in fact, like that believing in Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to someone. And then those same people turn around and say that, you know, it's wrong to try and convert people. And by disagreeing with them, it means I'm judging them and, you know, I don't want to be judging anyone and all that, all that stuff. So it's, like I said, it's just this huge disconnect. It feels like people don't realize that they're contradicting themselves, which is really what's happening. I mean, when you, when you look at it, it really, it really boils down to this. It's, it's either, it's either right as a Christian to share your faith, uh, or it isn't, but you can't, you can't have it both ways, which is which is what the results of this, you know, study would sort of lead you to believe.
2: Okay. So if most respondents are saying that they know what to say when the faith comes up, but they don't believe in sharing theirs, what exactly are they saying?
1: Well, right. That's the question, right? And I think what we should do rather than rather than looking to how they feel about a particular topic or question as the the standard for what we should be believing on anything, like one of the first places we should be looking is is scripture, right? And so, they they might not say that they believe it's right to share your faith with someone in hopes of converting them, but scripture sets a very clear standard on this. I mean, and Jesus said it himself in in Matthew twenty eight in the Great Commission. He says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the father and and the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i've commanded you now there was a different study that i was glancing at this past week that just mentioned the fact that the vast majority of of uh, american christians don't know what the great commission is or they've not heard of it (laughs) which again is part of the problem but just this idea like in scripture it is there you know and and frankly if you're listening to this you're probably among those of us who do think that evangelism is important, but I think what we're what we're aiming at with this particular set of episodes is just to kind of focus on the reality that I think most of us agree that evangelism is important, and we agree that it's part of our job as Christians to share our faith and it's an obedience thing. But very few of us relatively, have positioned ourselves in a place in our work at our schools you know wherever to actually get opportunities to evangelize and have those conversations and so that's really part of this discussion is not just are we in a position where we can evangelize and if so then you know what are some tools and and things that we can do or, or think about to maximize those opportunities but on the other side of it is you know if we haven't positioned ourselves well to be a witness at work at school wherever why not right what are some of the common reasons that we maybe sabotage ourselves a little bit and so we want to look at some of those and and see what we can do to overcome them because the truth is that i think if we're honest with ourselves i know I mean, you and I, we definitely have been part of this as well, is we, as Christians, we probably pay a lot more lip service to the idea of evangelism than evangelism itself, right? Like we think good thoughts about the idea of sharing our faith and sharing the gospel. We know that that's a good thing and we we think well about it, but that's different than actually doing it. And the Bible doesn't ask us, to think good thoughts about evangelism it calls us to actually evangelize right yeah i mean
2: absolutely i mean what what can we do to overcome our common barriers that you know we have with our spiritual conversations you know how can we increase the opportunities that we have and just the ability to talk about our faith without feeling uh, uncomfortable or persecuted
1: right i mean and and the the truth is there's no guarantee, right? Like we, we might end up feeling uncomfortable and we might get persecuted. That doesn't though change the fact that it's what we're called to do as Christians. But as we talked about last, last time, I think sometimes we can make it harder on ourselves than it needs to be. We can overthink it a little bit. So in this episode, wanted to look at one of the barriers, cause there's several, but one of the barriers to sharing our faith, probably the number one barrier that we all have, and, and that's fear, whether it's fear of, you know, rejection, you know, we don't want that person to think differently about us, fear of failure. It could be that we just don't feel well enough equipped to share the gospel message or, you know, we just don't feel like we're going to do a good job. And so we stay away from it or fear you know, fear of, of loss. You know, the relationship itself could be on the line potentially, or at least we think that it could be. And so whatever the motivation is for the fear, there's a couple things we should be thinking about when it comes to this particular barrier to help frame it more appropriately. Cause I, I don't know anyone even even evangelists and pastors who don't have nerves when they are about to have a conversation with someone, you know, where there's spiritual stakes, because I mean that is what we're talking about, right? So the first the first thing to think about as a Christian is again, if we're going to focus on Scripture and make Scripture our our anchor point, we need to remember that fear does not come from God, and we know this from second timothy 1 7 where paul is telling timothy that you know god has not given us a spirit of fear fear and being afraid of all the what ifs and all the what could happens and all the maybes that's not something that the holy spirit encourages us to think about in fact in in the gospels jesus even said don't even think about you know the what ifs the what's going to happen tomorrow and all these other things because they'll, they'll, they'll be taken care of. So fear is, is something we have to put in its proper place. Uh, if, if you're feeling nervous or anxious, it means you're taking it seriously and that's good, but it can't paralyze you. It can't, it can't allow us to think things about the situation or the person that just aren't true. Right. And so that is not something that the Holy Spirit is going to be, uh, encouraging us to, think about in terms of our mindset going in. Secondly, sort of along the same lines, it's important to reframe our thinking when it comes to sort of the the what's the worst that could happen scenario. And you know, we might be legitimately if you're in a situation where it's not popular to be a Christian where you are I mean in our culture, you might get laughed at. You might get shut down. You might lose a professional advancement opportunity because of the politics or, or whatever. But at the end of the day, is getting laughed at or shut down, or I mean, even even the worst case, getting cut out of someone's life because you took a legitimate opportunity to have a spiritual conversation. Is that really the worst thing that can happen to you? And. I would say in our in our American culture, at least at least right now, the way things are uh it is that's the worst that could happen to you 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 might lose that relationship, you might get mocked, you might get laughed at, and that's it, right and it's important to remember there are parts of the world where being a Christian or handing someone a Bible or sharing the gospel, it'll get you disappeared. You know, you just, you might not come home one day and your family never knows what happens to you, right? You end up in a gulag or you end up executed for being a Christian. It's not uncommon in other parts of the world. And I mean, every few weeks we will hear or see a news story about something like that. So just in our context, the stakes are not nearly so high, right? And so We shouldn't act, you know. Not to mention, we shouldn't act like those kind of things. The persecution and the mocking and stuff is unexpected, but we do. I mean, you know, we kind of we kind of act as if, where in the world is all this coming from? But Jesus said that we should expect it in John chapter fifteen. You know that the, the the servants aren't greater than the master, and whatever happened to Jesus, we should expect to happen to us too. And Jesus was certainly mocked. He was certainly persecuted. And so we just need to be mindful of that stuff. It it, it is the worst that can happen in our context for a lot of us. And even that stuff, as bad as it is, and it's not something that anyone wants, it is as bad as it can get for us. And you just have to consider, you know, is that really, is that stuff really worth not saying anything? And there's an example of this from a non-Christians perspective, actually an atheist perspective that we wanted to share. And Brady, you have that example for us.
2: Yeah. So, uh, we actually just got done watching this. Uh, it's on Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller. Uh, he uploaded a uh, five minute video to YouTube where he talks about how someone who he believes probably knew that he was an atheist, handed him a pocket new Testament, uh, and Psalms after a show. And here's basically what he said about the experience. I've always said that I don't respect people who don't proselytize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe if, that there's a heaven and a hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life or whatever, and you think that it's not really worth telling them because it would make it socially awkward. And atheists who think that people shouldn't proselytize and who say just leave me alone and keep your religion to yourself... How much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, if I believed beyond the shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe it, that that truck was bearing down on you. There's a certain point where I tackle you. And this is more important than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that 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 video clip is like 15 years old at this point. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it or seen it. So it's not really the point is to to bring this up like it's some undiscovered thing. I think a lot of us know about it, but I just have never yet come across such a good example of how someone who isn't a Christian perceives what Christians really should be doing. And it's not how we as Christians think that he would be thinking, right? We think that And I think in our minds, we would make the assumption that, oh, he would probably get mad or he'd get upset with this guy or he'd, he'd blow him off or he'd throw it in his face or, you know, whatever. And he doesn't do any of those things. In fact, he has immense respect for this guy who put himself out there because he really truly believes that the world is a certain way, right? And that certain things are actually true, you know, namely that Jesus Christ Christ Died on the cross and rose from the dead and that changes everything if if that's really true then I mean to to like pen says how much do you have to hate a person to not tell them that if if their eternal life is at stake and so part of the issue with this whole fear thing is that you know when we're afraid it's because we're inherently focusing on ourselves and part of why I like this pen quote is because it helps you well, all of us, it helps us to see that it's not about us, right? Like if it's about this person who needs to know this, getting the opportunity to hear it, well then who cares? Who cares what they think about me or or anything else for that matter? It's it's important. It's either true or it isn't. And if it is true, it's the most important thing that there is. And so, I mean, are we really going to let... The fact that someone might think we're silly, is that really more important than sharing the truth about the way the world actually is? Right. And, and I it just, it's a great way to put it in perspective.
2: When you think about it like that, obviously it changes your perspective. Uh, now, all of a sudden, when you think about being persecuted or, or feeling socially awkward, or, you know, just the fear of
1: discomfort in the conversation,
2: where do we go from here? How do you overcome that barrier?
1: yeah i think there's a couple ways that we can approach this particular barrier and we've already talked about a few of them of just you know f- properly framing the conversation for what it is it's not really about you but there's even more practically there's a couple things that we i think can keep in mind that'll just help keep fear at bay and so the first one would be that we really should be remembering that how a person reacts and this isn't just true the gospel But it's absolutely true uh, in this uh, in this case as well, is that, you know, how a person reacts to what you're telling them is it's not within your control. It's not up to you. Right. You're not responsible for the response that they have to the message you're sharing. You're just responsible for sharing the truth. And, you know, Paul talks about this in First Corinthians three, when some of the people in the Corinthian church were you know, making a big deal out of the fact that, that uh, Paul was their, you know, teacher, their spiritual leader, or that Apollos was their spiritual mentor. And then some, you know, they played the Jesus card and like, well, Jesus was my mentor and all those other things. And Paul says, what really matters is that God is the one who brings the spiritual growth, right? Any spiritual growth that occurs, any spiritual transformation, any positive change in that person's life as a result of hearing the gospel doesn't come from you and so because it doesn't come from you you're not responsible for how that person reacts you're just the messenger so the the call is to be faithful and obedient to deliver the message but then whatever happens with it is completely outside of your control so don't worry about it but you know a lot of times we do because we're invested we want this person to You know have a positive reaction to the gospel message we want them to come to know christ but we can cross the line and make that our responsibility and scripture would say it's it's not and so we just don't have to worry about it Uh, another thing to keep in mind and this one is this is related to this concept of you know not being responsible for their response but it's different enough. I think it warrants uh, saying something about specifically and because it's a trap that a lot of us fall into. And that is that we can, if we're not careful, we can allow our self-worth and our own identity uh, get tied up into this person's opinion of you or their or their reaction or whether the relationship continues after you share the gospel or you know whatever. But again, the reality is and scripture would say that our identity if you're a Christian, your identity is fixed in Christ and there is literally nothing that can separate you from him. So if you're looking to this person or you know even unconsciously if you're looking at this situation as a way of boosting yourself Approval or your sense of self-esteem or your your worth or your identity, you it's just the wrong. You're you're barking up the wrong tree, right? The only person that you should be looking to for approval as a Christian is it's Jesus, because he's the only person whose approval actually matters, right? And so those two things are, like I said, they're similar, but they they're distinct enough. And then one more uh, for this episode. And this is another trap that I think a lot of us can fall into. I know I have. And it took me a long time to sort of give this up and to be okay with it not going the way that I thought it would go or should go in my head. But it's just to, when when you are having a spiritual conversation or you even get an opportunity to share the gospel message with someone, don't make it an all or nothing kind of thing. And what I mean by that is especially in a school setting or a business setting or a, you know, corporate secular setting, even over dinner or something, very rarely are you going to get the opportunity to walk someone through the entire gospel presentation from start to finish in a single sitting, right? That's, that's super rare actually. But I feel like a lot of us, you hold that as your standard, that's that's what you're quote unquote supposed to do, and so when when something short circuits that, you know, when the waitress brings the check, or when the bell rings and someone has to go, or when a meeting pops up on someone's calendar and you can't have this conversation right now anymore, we get all down on ourselves like, oh man, I didn't do it right, but you you did fine. You did what you could do with the time you were given. You just didn't know how much time you were given. And so don't make it your standard to have to squeeze the whole thing in. Just do what you can given the the timing that it ends up being. right? And if you have time to talk more, then take time to talk more. But if you don't, it's fine. And this is something that if you've ever read uh, Greg Kokel, he has a excellent little book called tactics that talks about this, but the way he frames it is just this idea of, he calls it putting a pebble in their shoe. And it's just that idea that rather than try to drop a dump truck full of gospel knowledge on someone's head, just look for an opportunity in a conversation at any given moment to ask them a question or to make a statement or to get them thinking about something that's going to stick with them. That might bother them a little bit. You know, if if they have a different worldview, and we have an opportunity to ask them a question that, if they're really thoughtful about it, will help them to realize, sort of like with the 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 Barna study we looked at at the beginning, that there's an inherent contradiction in two things that they believe, and that both things that they say they believe can't possibly be true at the same time. Well, that's a that's a major win, because what you did is you got a person to start to consider the fact that the way that they filter the world and see the world might not be the way it actually is that's huge that's that's huge like that's a potential crack in the foundation of a false worldview and holy cow like that's amazing right so but that doesn't necessarily mean that you got to give them the whole or even any of the gospel presentation but you got them to think and you got them to consider spiritual things and, you know, so on and so forth. So it's really about that. And again, it can help cut down on fear of like going into a conversation what's my actual goal here? If you're afraid of not being able to get a certain amount of information across, well, just you just got to let that go. You just got to let that go. Because you're not in control of that, right? It's not a presentation and they're not passive, at least I hope they're not, right. It's it's a conversation where you're able to ask them questions and you're able to get them to think and you're able to challenge their perspective on certain things and to just get them get them to consider that there might be another way to look at the way the world is. That's really what it boils down to.
2: Yeah, and I think you know, if fear is your barrier, And I know for most of us, it probably is the number one barrier for us. For me personally, I can say that, you know, this would give me the most relief knowing that I don't have to be uncomfortable having to plan and prepare for the all or nothing approach, right? If I can do a pebble and I don't need to plan and prepare to provide a full presentation to somebody, how much more effective am I going to be in those small moments scattered multiple times over?
1: yeah exactly i mean it's that's really what it boils down to and so i hope we're going to continue this conversation in our next episode because there's a lot more to talk about but in the meantime i hope that for those of you who would say that you know you, you do have a lot of fear and anxiety and worry about having these conversations i hope that you're encouraged that you don't have to be afraid and there's actually a lot of simple, practical things that you can do. And to just, again, lower lower your standard, uh, you know, we're not changing the gospel, but lower your standard for what it is that you're supposed to do in any given moment. And I think you'll find that you can be a lot more effective at little things that you just never know how God can use them, right? It's not up to you what the response is. And you don't know how something that you think is just a throwaway thing you don't know how God could use it. That might be the most impactful thing that someone uh, hears that, that week or that month from a spiritual perspective. And God might use it to just really work on their heart and and do some work. So don't assume that you know how God's going to use it and just be faithful to have the conversation, to bring it up, to ask some questions and to see where, see where it goes, see what God does with it.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Rooted Podcast, a creation of Rooted Productions and an affiliate of the Oasis Church in Gilbert, Arizona. For more information about the podcast or to submit a question or comment, please visit us at rooted.productions. Follow us on Instagram at rooted.productions. Or email podcast at rooted.productions. That's rooted.productions. We hope you'll join us next time.